Welcome to The Slice, your bite-sized segments to inform and inspire. This is the powerful way to start your day. I'm Megan Morass, I own a cultural PR agency, and in my spare time, I love to write poems and short stories. And I'm Tara Scott, I used to run fashion label Tara Starla, and now I help brands grow through community-led marketing. You can follow us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast and please get in touch on Twitter too at The Slice underscore tweet. Hi guys, welcome. Today we're going to be talking about stress. It's actually Stress Awareness Month this month, the month of April. So we thought it would be really good to do an episode on it. We have no doubt that everyone listening to this podcast has felt stressed um, or been through stressed, stress, sorry. And it's something that affects and has affected Tara and myself's lives quite um, drastically, I would mm, say, throughout yeah. our lives. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. So Tara... Let's start by talking about the signs of stress. What three signs do you have you come to learn about yourself that mean you are stressed? Yeah, I think that's a really good question, Megan. Oh, thank you. <laughs> because um, we, we can so easily think that, like, <clears throat> I think people can misunderstand or, mi- or miss, literally just miss, mm. some really key signs of stress that are maybe not that obvious. So for me, one of them is irritability. When I'm stressed, I just kind of like lose the patience to like be kind and nice and patient with the people I love. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And I become short and snappy and irritable and things piss me off and I can't keep that positive outlook that I'm usually so good at. Mm. And then... Can you give us a really good, like just a little example of how I you I mean, an example irritable. is when my mum was really sick, I was so mean to her. Oh. Like she was so annoying to me sometimes not all the time yeah but I would uh, you know there were real times I have a really clear memory of us being like in a shop and her like saying oh darling do you want me to get you this and I was like no oh okay you know and she was she was trying to basically have like a nice happy memory with me and I could tell that that's what was going on Uh, okay and I was just so angry about the fact that she was sick and dying I was like rude and mean about it yeah Right, okay, noted. Guys, if you come into contact with Tara and she's really rude, she is stressed. Yeah, just be nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sign number two. Uh, Number two for me is fatigue. And obviously I um, have ME, also known as chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. So it's it's a stress-induced illness in the first place, but it's also aggravated by stress. Mm. So for me, fatigue is a really, really big one. But that's also a really big red flag for everybody. Yeah. And um, I, and also, like, I always think about, like, the early red flags that my body was trying to give me about my stress before I actually got properly, properly ill. Mm. And um, it's very easy for us to, like, overlook these kind of, like, subtle warning signs that our body's trying to give us. Or, or try and push through them and ignore them. And I always say to um, people that it's like um, your, body's, your, your body's trying to communicate something with you. And if you keep ignoring it, it's just going to keep shouting louder and louder and trying new tactics. Yeah. And that's when it comes to stress-induced illness, mm. um, that's definitely, you know, the illness is the last resort where they're like, you've got to stop, you've got to slow down. I'm going to make you this sick that you yeah. have to. But if we can learn to pick up some of the more subtle cues like the 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 six um 
examples we're going to give here, then you can give your body what it needs. You can you can listen to it before it has to pull out the big guns. Yeah. Okay. Silly. And then my third is loss of appetite, and um, I think this is a big one for most people, but it's also something that is often society. Uh, Obviously, especially for women with our weight, there's like a lot of complex yes. issues around it. And I see often uh, with myself and with others that when you lose weight, and if it's from stress and a loss of appetite, mm. the all the kind of mixed messages that you can get around that, you know, if you have a naturally bigger body mm. and you lose some weight and then everyone's like praising you for it, mm. but you're losing it because you're dealing with a really stressful situation in your personal life and you've got no appetite and you're really depressed, Yeah. then like what messages is that giving you? Mm. Similarly, when you're like myself where you're small to start with and then you lose your appetite because of stress and you lose weight, then people are like, oh, you look amazing. No, no. Oh. <laughs> no, when you're already skinny and you lose weight. No, no, no. When you're already skinny and you lose weight, People have this weird thing where they feel like they need to... You've got an eating disorder, basically. Or like that you're doing it out of some kind of, um, like, vanity or, like, you know, they think that it's a different issue than it is. And and that's stressful. Yeah, yeah, having to deal with that. Like having to deal with other people's expectations or prejudgments or assumptions about you and your weight is is really stressful this is a totally different topic and maybe we should talk about this another time but i really hate it when people comment on your weight i think it's just a no-go zone positive negative whatever like just don't talk about our bodies you literally don't know what's going on with that person like when i had anorexia people would reinforce me starving myself because they'd be like oh you look so good you've lost weight it was so it was such a bad thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, guys, don't comment on people's weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, but, so that's cool. Irritability, fatigue, loss of appetite. Yeah. It's your main three. Yeah, what about you? Um, sex drive. Yeah. Major one for me. I like, even if I have a tiny bit of stress, I just can't even commit thoughts or feelings to any form of sexual content. Um, it just my libido just completely disappears um and it's obviously very annoying for my husband but whatever (laughs) sorry ross um (laughs) uh another one for me is my gut so i have learned that my body holds all its emotions or it gives all its warning signs through my gut and as soon as i get stressed i get diarrhea it's honestly stress poo stress poo straight away and you know it often happens in the morning if I have a big meeting or if there's a big stressful day at work I will spend an hour in the toilet for sure and I'm sure all my colleagues know that and it's a bit of a disaster situation (laughs) I feel like I should have my own loo at work (laughs) um and my third one is insomnia and really I've I actually am very lucky and have don't really have trouble sleeping but I when I'm stressed out that bit before I go to sleep yeah when you're just alone with your thoughts oh my god literally it's like a hamster wheel of con worst case scenarios and yeah yeah fucking like literally going to the worst possible case scenario and then adding on another couple of possible worst case (laughs) scenarios it's a disaster so yeah minor lots of sex drive Doing bad poos and <laughs> insomnia, stress poos. Um, so we thought that it would be really helpful to share some personal stories about stress because 
everyone goes through it and I think the society that we are currently living within um, is an exceedingly stressful society and it's one that potentially we the stress that you know the media the 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 speed of movement the speed of communication everything. environment as well people totally over um look like just the being in living in a city is actually stressful oh for God, your body so the, the air quality the sound pollution exactly. the number of different people that anything that involves your senses having to acknowledge it yeah. is like stress on your body absolutely and i think that you know we're potentially not evolved enough at this current moment in order to deal with that stress so hopefully by the end of this podcast you will have come up with some we will have delivered you some tips and tactics to help you deal with stress and i do think it's we'll come on to this in a minute but Stress is also very much how you approach a situation, mm. whether you make it very stressful or whether you. Yeah, there's an it element of, of of power and control that, and influence that we do have over Absolutely. how much of an impact stressful situations have on us. A hundred percent. Anyway, we thought it'd be useful to give you a bit of insight into mine and Tara's uh, stressful situations because actually, after talking about them today, we found that they are interestingly complimentary (laughs) for lack of a better term tara's experience with stress has been very acute whereas mine has been very obtuse so tara do you want to tell us a little bit about how stress has impacted your life yeah so i've had um a lot of uh, stressful situations in my life but most notably and especially on the topic of acute is um in the last few years i have dealt with a number of losses in my immediate family Mm. I lost my parents and um and and also dealt with you know the process of like them being diagnosed as ill and then them being diagnosed as terminal and then you know the call oh they're in a bad way and all those kind of moments that each in themselves are acute stress moments yeah those phone calls or those um difficult conversations about you know like uh wills and things like that yeah and um and yes it's 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 like that that full-on stress where Mm. your whole body is like your heart's racing you're like struggling to breathe you've got sweaty palms we my sister and I always talk about stress sweats because like you have like a really specific type of smell like your bo smells really like recognizable when you're dealing with like that real life or death stress situations that's so interesting and have you guys got to a point where you can sniff each other out in that moment (laughs) (laughs) well well, we wouldn't need to recognize well in this when we discovered it was when our dad was dying and so you know there there was but it was just like oh my god this is really full-on like and a really uh, unusual type of bo and, and it was like quite difficult to keep under control and um my sister runs uh this like grief event uh group thing um which when i go there i get it as well so it's interesting that it's very connected to uh the stress of grief as Mm -hmm. well but um yeah those those moments where it's like fight or flight and you go into a survival response I'm lucky in that for some reason I 
deal well I don't know if it's lucky but in those situations I'm very pragmatic Mm. and so even though I'm a very wishy-washy woo-woo emotional person some of the time yeah in those moments when it's like this is it Mm. I'm very good at like having a really clear head knowing what needs to get done next getting it done taking care of other people making sure that like everything's in place and all of that which is really helpful in those moments but it's also um I don't I don't know how healthy it is in the long term because it obviously you get there by feeling the stress and then pushing it down so that you can be what you need to be to get through the situation and it's always when it comes to stress and health it's always that pushing it down that is uh seems to like push it somewhere else in your body and then obviously I ended up getting really ill with ME Mm -hmm. um a year after my mum died displacement I think is a real thing for stress if you don't acknowledge it in that moment if you don't try and release it then it displaces into some other and that can have a physical impact it can have an emotional impact it can yeah and so it's really important to learn how to cope with stress and what what small things we can do on a daily basis and having like a toolkit for when you are in those moments of acute stress so that you can take care of yourself and protect yourself yeah massively well what done. about your obtuse For getting stress? through all those acute <laughs> moments. You're the most brave person on the planet. Oh, bless High you. Five. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Um, well, my stress is very different. Um, it's much more obtuse, which FYI means minimal moments over a period i mean i've literally just tried to pull that out of my memory it may be not the correct definition so don't well, so quote me we were we were talking about this earlier when we, we could really easily come up with the word acute and then we were like well the obvious opposite is obtuse which yes. i just remember from like geometry at school <laughs> but no. we did google definition it seems to make sense but i don't know if like obtuse stress is necessarily I'm like owning real... it right so obtuse stress is <laughs> basically what I have been going through for the last maybe seven years of my life and basically it is daily accumulative stress um and a lot of the things that you've spoken about before i.e living in a city environment getting Mm. in the on the tube um I'm very short so people often bump into me or hit my head without realizing they've done it um I know you're laughing but that is fucking stressful when you're on the tube and someone swings around with a massive backpack yeah and they just knock me out and they haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing it's like microaggressions yeah and so like people any different kind of marginalized groups as well will be experiencing like obtuse stress on a daily basis yes massively Um, And also part of my accumulative stress is running a business um, with 20 people in it that want things from you every single day. And I actually um, wrote a poem about it. Shall I read it? Yes, always. Okay, so the poem is called You Won't Stop Until I Am Seed Again. You want to peel me like an onion. Each layer you take, I become more pungent. Hmm? You see me smile. Inside I die, another skin and I'm smaller. You peel until there is no more than the green shoot of nature. No way of rebuilding my nurture. I must start again every day. And that's kind of the way my stress feels, as in every day is an uphill struggle and everything needs fixing all the time. And then I go to sleep and then I don't feel rested and then I have to start again. 
So over the last few years, I've had to learn how to manage that stress because it's not sustainable because mm. it's similar to, I mean, it's totally different to the stress that you have explained, obviously. It's totally different situations. But that feeling of fight or flight, mm. it's definitely a lesser feeling, but it's sustained over a really long well, time. Well, I mean, biologically, it's all very similar. Yeah. So it's, and this is why I often say to people, like I can feel you doing it now thinking that like there's some comparison there and because like I've experienced this extreme grief yeah. therefore you can't compare your stress to mine yeah but the truth is like we all experience stress and it biologically it's all relative if it's the worst stress you've had in your life and it's lasting a long time like that's just as bad as losing both your parents <laughs> like and grief on Babe. no I mean like on a biological level like yeah. it's all relative Mm. Like, if your body's going through the ringer because your life's difficult, it doesn't matter what's causing that. Yeah, yeah, full, full. Actually, that brings us nicely on... Well, I kind of knew I was doing a bit of a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been wanting to jump in on this because I've learned so much about stress because obviously my illness was stress-induced and then I was, like, rendered completely, like immobile for so long um Mm. and 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 i'm a i'm a real solution searcher by nature so i used that time being ill to really try and learn about um and not take no for an answer you know my doctors told me this is a lifelong incurable condition Mm. and i was like not having that i'm gonna learn for myself what's causing this and how to get out of it this is honestly determination teaching your brain like honestly i genuinely think you can overcome anything brain power is insane Mm. sorry and the wellness tip (laughs) we're bringing live to you so so i mean to reflect back on some of the points that we've already made on stress um i just wanted to go into like the kind of biological processes that are happening okay and the different hormones and stuff in our body that are all being kind of like triggered and communicating with each other during stress okay and um we have a uh, the autonomic nervous system which is our total nervous system which is divided into two sections the parasympathetic nervous system parasympathetic pns which is often referred to as fight or flight so okay, this is yeah. involving cortisol and adrenaline this is like yay nay like yeah, this tussle. is how our body is responding to threats, to stress, to life and death situations, and also to this obtuse accumulative stress on yeah. a daily basis. So this is the part, sorry to make this basic, but this is the part that has evolved in our bodies to keep us alive, to exactly. run away it's from... It's really important to deal with acute stress situations. Mm. You know, it's that bit in my brain that went like, okay... What do I need to do? I need to call an ambulance. I need to make sure that these things are in place. I need to, you know, it's that bit that gives you, or if you're working towards a deadline at work mm. and you are waking up before your alarm and you're, oh, yes, you, you know, there. full of that motivation to go and get it done, boom, 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 boom. Mm. That's because you're running in this fight and flight place. Yeah. You know? And then the, uh, the other side of it, the other kind of axis is um, the sympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest. Oh, okay. And so if we look at some of the um, the uh, uh, warning signs that we were talking about before, we've got loss of appetite. Mm. We've got Digest. stress poos. We've got sex drive. Mm. The, these are insomnia. Mm. These are rest and digest. 
Oh my god, guys, I'm having an epiphany. I hope you guys. I have been trying to drum this into your head for years as well. (laughs) These are activities that require our nervous system to be in rest and digest. Right. And if we are not in there, I've just realized, by the way, that I've been getting parasympathetic and sympathetic the wrong way around. Oh, right. So parasympathetic is the rest and digest right sympathetic is the fight fight or or flight flight. i always get them muddled up because i think of sympathetic as like being this kind of like nurturing word totally that's weird but um okay fine so so just sorry just to clarify that yeah before i send everyone on a mission of like complete misinformation (laughs) (laughs) don't quote so so things that we can do if we start to see these these warning signs these early signs of stress mm-hmm. uh like loss of appetite loss of sex drive stress poos insomnia w- what we need to do is we need to try and activate our parasympathetic nervous system ideally we want to get into a habit of um being aware when we're in fight or flight right. and and realizing okay i just had a powerful day of fight and flight where i was firefighting these situations in my personal life or these situations at work and now i need to do rest some rest and digest. and digest because we always want these two parts of our body to be in symbiosis do you think that you need to do rest and digest every day i would say if you are have a stressful life yeah then yes and mm answer to that being yes regardless because if you don't have a stressful life then you are doing it yes okay so yes we need it's like yin and yang Mm. you know we need to be in balance okay so how can i mean obviously we've talked a lot about how you can tell if you're in fight or flight yeah um let's use those terms because i think it's easier exactly (laughs) (laughs) so you know all the stuff that we've talked about. The physical things that I spoke about with the acute stress examples yeah. and then also the kind of like more overlooked warning signs that we spoke about. Um, and then with um, uh, rest and digest, mm. you you can feel, we've all been there, that feeling of like, it's uh, for me, I feel it really in my chest yeah. and you can feel it spreading across your nervous system. You know, like if you are in a yoga class, for example, and you're just in that moment where you've oh you've flapped around and you've put your stuff and you've sat down and then the teacher's like, okay, and now we're just going to take a deep breath. Oh God. And, it's you, like and you feel elixir. the tingle going down. That is your nervous system switching into rest and digest. Oh, Shavasana, give it to me now. Exactly. <laughs> Namaste in bed. <laughs> Namaste, bitch. Um, yeah, okay. Okay, so what can we do to... So as I mentioned, yoga is a great one. Um, and like meditation, um, prayer, visualization. You know, if you've got like a a calming environment that you like to imagine mm. you're at a waterfall or mm. on a beach or something you that's really like a real proper serious like neurological trick that you can play yeah. on your body after for example a hellish commute mm. you know if you can take some time to just recenter and visualize yourself somewhere really peaceful yeah that's going to be really positive for your nervous system okay um abdominal breathing is literally like a physical trick as well that you should can we do play a breath everybody. so people can breathe along while you're listening guys okay now hang on we need oh, to sorry i literally <laughs> had to pit i could feel it i needed to get it out <laughs> okay right guys we're gonna do a four second breathe in and a four second breathe out ready steady Breathe in, two, three, 
four, breathe out. Two, three, four. Thanks, Meg. That's, That's so okay. cute. And, the, <laughs> uh, and the, the key being that it should be abdominal breathing in your diaphragm. Because yeah. when we stress breathe, we really use the shallow place in our lung and mm. we breathe from our upper chest. Mm. But the the like relaxation breathing is right down the bottom of your lungs, which is why you want it to be long as well, because we're more likely to be filling up and reaching to the bottom of our lungs something i think that really helps with that is if you put your hands on your stomach yes and then you push against that feel the resistance um another one is spending time in nature oh god i love it and also i mean along that same line spending time with animals or with children unless the children children are a source of stress for you then yeah (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't necessarily apply but um just that Children are brilliant when they, you know, they can just like Those bring such laughs. La- yeah, and you can see like, I even love when children are freaking out about something. I find it hilarious. Like when a, a baby drops something on the floor and then they scream. I remind you of that when you have a baby. <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's the end of the world. Isn't it the end of the world that you dropped your dummy? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, yeah, and then also dance and singing. Like singing's a really good one. Shake that ass. Singing Watch is yourself. such a relief. It's su- it's such a like you don't have to be good at singing. It's it's that abdominal breathing again, yeah, it is. and like just the joy of like things that are creative and and freeing. Like dance and use your body. Like get in your body. Yeah, physical movement is so important. Because it's it we spend so much time oh, up yeah, in our right. mind worrying about things and even just getting in your body is really good for your nervous system. Okay. A, a, a really interesting fact that I learned is that um, you have lots of parasympathetic um, fibres in your lips. So I don't know about you, but as soon as I read this, I realised that I often like touch and tap my lips when I'm... I like roll them together. Thinking or worrying mm. about things. And it's really, um, it's a really calming thing to do. Okay, that's good And to know. so, like, just, this is something you can do now as well. Like, just running your fingers across your lips gently is, mm. like... Oh, it's a, nice. It's very relaxing. Well, and it will be linked to, like... Levido is coming back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it will be linked to um, the you know everything that we know about like when we kiss that we have these release of endorphins and serotonin and mm. and all these like happy love chemicals in our body as well i'm sure that they must be connected as well because it's all in your in your mouth okay and then one more sorry okay the <laughs> list goes on <laughs> um, another one is uh mindfulness and by that i mean like being present and focused on one thing at a time and what you're doing so like it's so easy to like grab breakfast on the go and Mm. like or eat dinner in front of the telly or be multitasking at work and you know sometimes we do need to do those things yeah but let's just be aware that that is very fight or flight yeah we're not going to be digesting that food very well yeah and so to make sure that we're balancing it out with with moments when we can of being very like mindful and one thing at a time and pacing ourselves with it yeah 100% I've got like 10 things on the go all at once not very helpful then okay that was really interesting thank you <laughs> um so to kind of round off we're gonna give you some key takeaways Tara and I have thought about these loads about the, th- the three things each that if you take away from this 
um, episode, hopefully you will be able to do them because they will make a huge impact on your stress levels. Um, so mine are a bit, one of them is a bit random. I'm just going to throw it out there right now. Yeah. Everybody should go and watch this <laughs> program called One Smart Rock specifically episode six you said it's on netflix it's yeah. on netflix weirdly it's got will smith in it love i know absolutely love him bit random that he's doing this kind of thing okay so basically it's a documentary one smart rock means earth okay and it is a episode six and full disclosure i've only watched fucking episode six but it's <laughs> such an impact on me that i feel like i have to pass it on it's about an astronaut's experience of the way they view themselves before they go to space and then after. Oh, interesting. And it is a game changer. Like, I've just been on a three-week holiday. Woohoo, lucky me. I'm very grateful. On the plane I watched this, or when I got back, this one episode of 40 minutes, it had more of an impact on my stress levels <laughs> than the three-week holiday. You have to go watch it. It's basically all about perspective, and it makes you realise that Earth isn't going to be here for that much longer. Wow. We are all Earthlings. They're literally, there is no difference between us. Mm. Like, this entire construct of capitalism, what we all work in every day, what we're creating, not that it's meaningless, but kind of. Because mm. unless we're doing something that is going to work out how we can, humans can exist without gravity, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. So it was really useful for me as someone who really fixates on problems and perfection and everything going right to be able to take a step back and that documentary did that for me so cheers will smith i love ya um another thing that really is good for me is magnesium baths so i swear by magnesium baths oh as my well god life changer pain and stress so after i have a really stressful day i hopefully if i have time without fail have a magnesium salt bath um and it just relaxes my whole body mm. and i get a much better night's sleep mm. also this one something that I've only just been able to start doing uh, but crying crying really yeah. helps me like if I have a really shit day I would normally do what you were saying is in like it's gonna be okay let's get on with it and now I've just started allowing myself to cry and it's been good yeah get it out get it out okay so my takeaways are um, uh, cold water shock therapy so um, sometimes one thing I didn't touch on is uh, um, the part of the brain called the amygdala, which is where you your like uh, out of control emotional responses happen. Mm. And if you deal with anything like anxiety or I mean, we all have moments where we basically freak out. Yeah. And that is the amygdala firing up, and and our rational brain is usually like trying to calm it down. Yeah. And. Um, my CBT therapist calls it Miss Amy. So it's like, and I find that helpful because then you can give her a personality. She's freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you need to calm her down. We know so Amy. We've got Sorry, Amy. Amy. It's nothing, <laughs> she's nothing like you, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Amy for like amygdala. So uh, yeah, w one of the tools that she taught me is if you're, if you're trying to calm down your amygdala mm -hmm. and it's not working then a real shock to the system can be really helpful. So like going for, I live near the women's ponds, 
going for a cold swim mm. is amazing because your body just gets shocked out of where it is and then you have to go through that process of like coping regulating yeah and the deep breathing and everything like that not to mention time in nature but if you can't do that a cold shower or a cold bath can mm. be really helpful when you're in this is for those like acute stress times when you're basically having a panic attack yeah okay i'm with you and, grab some ice guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then um more long-term coping with stress a really good trick is um to be taking a probiotic okay uh, stress has a really negative impact on our gut microbiome yeah. which in turn is really important for regulating our mood and our um can you immune suggest system. a probiotic uh, you want one that's got as many strains as possible okay. and um, as many um, live bacteria as possible. Okay. Uh, it's, I, I, ha- I have one that I buy. It's Jaredophilus. Okay. But, um, you know, it, it, it's very... Every person's microbiome is different. Yeah. So it's, it, you want to, you know, get one, a good quality one, try it out and then... See how you Yeah, go. try a few and see what works best for you because we've all got different makeup. So yeah, we all fair. have... Uh, we'll all be lacking in different departments. Yeah. Um, and then another nice simple one, which hopefully you can do today, is uh, buy flowers. Yay! Buy yourself a bunch of flowers. It's, it, it's um, an example of the spending time in nature, you know, like... We are natural beings, yeah. and so just like looking at, we, I'm looking at a beautiful bunch of yellow roses that Megan bought me today, but looking <laughs> at a bunch of flowers is like psychologically really good for us. Mm, yeah. We are, you know, it's like takes us back to our hunter-gatherer. It's optimistic, it's life, it's new beginnings, it's not to mention they smell nice and all of that, look nice. It's really good one for just like those small level um switching up into those good vibes yes babes we're all about the good vibes um and just to leave you on a note if you are feeling really really stressed um there is an amazing charity called mind um and you can go on their website it's mind.org.uk and they connect you with local therapists and they also have a helpline that you can call straight away if you are in urgent need to talk to someone and just before we sign off, we would just want to give a shout out to at Jazzy JP on Instagram. Yes, Jazzy JP. Because she's been uh, sending us some nice messages of support. And please do get in touch with us on social if you've got any feedback or if you want to just like, if you want to shout out on the next episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got some amazing episodes planned coming up, guys. If there's anything you'd really like us to delve into, research please let us know we would love to do that on it have a great day bye if you've enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends and rate us on itunes as it helps others find us please stay in touch we would really really like to hear from you you can get me on instagram under megan morass which is m-e-g-a-n-m-o-r-f-a-s-s or on twitter tiny but mighty And I am at Tara Starla on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to connect with the podcast, we would love your feedback. You can find us on Instagram at The Slice Podcast or on Twitter at The Slice underscore tweet.